Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Are you a diehard Saints football fan that likes to have fun? Then join the most fun Saints fan community, Saints Happy Hour. We'll ship you our booze bundle welcome kit today with four original Saints swag items not available in stores. You'll also get access to our live chat room where you can make new friends and talk Saints all day. Plus, get our daily podcast and be in the know on all Saints news as it happens. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. Welcome to Saints History, told and experienced the way God intended it, with excessive amounts of alcohol and cursing. The booze is probably bourbon because... Their alcohols are for rich women on diets. Now, here's your drunk Saints History host, who is... Bombed out of his gourd. Alright everybody, welcome to... Drunk Saints history. We haven't done one of these in a while, and I just had to fire up the British lady because I got a text from my my boy Scott Prather, fourteen twenty ESPN Lafayette. Check him out. Uh, he does a great show. Uh, back when I get, when I get back to my commute in Houston, I will be back to listening to it much much more. All my podcast and sports talk listening is way down because I don't have to do the commute, Scott. But we were talking. And this episode of Drunk History, Scott, we decided instead of just reviewing a previous Saints season and going back through the history, we're going to do an alternate Saints history, sort of a what if this had happened. Because we, I, got, I thought of this, Scott, because Nick Underhill had done what if the Saints had drafted Pat Mahomes and Kansas City didn't jump them, right? And what what would happen if the Saints got Pat Mahomes? So I thought that was interesting. But but for this exercise, we're going all the way back, Scott. We're 19- getting really drunk. We're getting drunk. I'm drinking uh, – really drunk. <laughs> China. I'm drinking sea salt and lime as we speak. It's delicious. Uh, we're going way back to 1998, and we're going to do a hypothetical. What if Mike Ditka had been right about Danny Werfel? Because in 1998, Ditka bet Chris Mortensen $100, and he said Danny Werfel will go in the top 100 picks, and the Saints picked him at 99 in 1998. And, of course, Danny Werfel ended up being kind of a punchline. He wasn't very good and this and that. But the Saints, they did start 3-0 in 98. And what if he had been – and I'm not saying what if he had been Tom Brady because that's kind of ridiculous. But what if he had been – Scott, what if he had been, like, serviceable? What if he had been, like, Jake DeLome? quality good like what kind of path does the Saints history go on and all kinds of things because I I really believe this about Werfel and 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 you you can shoot this down and tell me if I'm crazy I don't think Werfel I don't think his arm strength was his biggest downfall in the NFL I think his biggest downfall was his release was too slow and he got sacked a billion times like if his release had been quicker his arm strength, it would have limited him on, like, how good he could have been. But if his release would have been quicker, he could have been, like, the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. 
everything was slow about his passes. Like, yes, it's ironic because you think about how great he was at Florida in the run and gun. And, but the thing is like shotgun, two seconds, throw it. Like Spurrier was so ahead of his time that it's like Werfel didn't need time. You know, Dick's offense was, was archaic and the NFL back then, you needed time, and, yeah. and Werfel, you didn't have much of it. And you know, yeah, I mean, like David Carr, no one, no one got the shit beat out of him quite as much as David Carr did with the Texans. But like Werfel, he didn't play a ton. But when he played, he got the shit beat out of him. I mean, <laughs> he got, I mean it's famous the helmet getting turned around. But like, I mean, oh just God, looking at these yeah. games in '98, that the sack numbers for Werfel were. We'll get to it in a second. It's ungodly. But that's the thing, right? If you know, because in 98, the Saints started 3-0. Billy Joe Holbert got injured. But Billy Joe Holbert was – like, we had seen him before he got injured. He was – him and Billy Joe Tolliver, they were basically interchangeable. Like, they were never going to be good. They could barely complete 50% of their passes. So, I don't think saying Billy Joe Holbert, if he'd have stayed healthy like the Saints, I don't know that they'd have been that much better than 6-10, and 7-9 and nine anyway. But, but the Werfel thing, like, to me, Scott, if Ditka had been right about Werfel – then you've got your quarterback. Their defense was pretty good. Granted, Dicka was 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 they were they they were archaic and free agency. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. They didn't know how to deal with the modern NFL. And their drafts were spotty at best, right? But if he had hit on the quarterback, and then he goes and gets Rakim, it's like I think it just this is a fun exercise because it takes us in so many different paths. It, it, so if Werfel's good, who knows? Let, let's just start with someone else that started. Uh, seven games for the Saints that year. Kerry Collins. I mean, oh, yeah. Collins, <laughs> Kerry Thomas Collins, he he basically uh, just gets kicked off of Carolina or says he doesn't have love for the game, then changes his mind. Now, where do you play? Mike Dicka just, you know, couldn't get quarterback right ever. But, like, he probably never ends up in New Orleans. And if he doesn't have that short stay in New Orleans, does he end up getting that chance in New York where two years later he's got him in a Super Bowl, albeit they're losing, but still like who knows what, 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 what his, where his career goes. Uh, but if Werfel's good, you know, something bad really would have happened. I think because at that point, Ralph never won a playoff game before, you know, outside of uh, some more years with the dome patrol, you know, for the most part, a perennial loser, a lot of heartache, I mean, if he had gone nine and seven or even eight and eight, but like won a playoff game, oh, dude, would have, I mean, the Werfel jerseys would be sold out. You know, Buddy D would have been praising him as the next great quarterback. And, uh, you know, they Benson probably would have freaking gave Mike Dicka an extension, which would have been the worst. He gave him an extension. He done. gave him an extension after the second year. He gave oh, him extension oh, after 98. I, I get. I put it this way. You're right. He gave, but I feel like he would have given him one where he. Oh just, well, no. No way he could have gotten out of it. Here's the th- well. The, that's the thing. Like I think if if Dickon wins a playoff game, he's coaching yeah. into the 2000s, right? Yeah. Because that would have given him just a great extension of, of goodwill, right? <laughs> but I just want to look at 98. You know, the Saints. They went to St. Louis. They got up 24 nothing. They coached the pants off of Dick Vermeil. Like they ran a trick play with Lamar Smith for a halfback pass. Joe Johnson had a sack, picked it up, picked it up, ran in a fumble. They were up twenty-four nothing. Like 
They were rolling. Billy Joe Holbert, you know, blow, he blows his Achilles. No, but let's say that happens in that game. They go to they play Carolina the next week. Werfel starts. They win 19-14. They scored on a weird kick. They kicked to Carolina. The dude fumbled, and uh, uh, it was tied. You know, but but that game, like Werfel, you know, uh, looking at his stats, 13 of 18, 145 yards. <laughs> One touchdown, but he got sacked six times, Scott. Six. So, so six. let's, for this exercise, say that Werfel went 13 of 18 for 145 yards, but he was only sacked once because he's he's everything about him is faster, right? Like he's NFL average release, you know, and that sort of thing. Like if he's like... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like Tom Brady-ish 2000 one level decent and I'm not comparing him to Brady long term I'm just saying if he's that kind of quarterback that like played a little defense little run game Werfel will do some stuff for you he'll go 18 to 27 for a buck 80 and a touchdown and, and not screw it up like does that Saints team in 98 you know they started 3-0 and right do they you know that game where they lost to New England 30 to 27 do they win do they get to 4-0 and like because they Arizona did. that I mean, year went nine Hastings, and seven and won a playoff game. If Andre Hastings would have just, you know, <laughs> cut back inside on that late punt return from his yeah. own end zone, they they actually might have gone four and zero. I think you know losing to San Francisco thirty one and nothing was the the uh, you know sobering reality check. But if if Werfel, here's the thing too: like the Saints had some pretty good offensive linemen. They weren't two thousand good. But they, I mean, look, Willie Rope was on there. Kyle Turley was a rookie. You had some decent guys on the O-line. Um, Lamar Smith was, he was a, he was okay. He was a serviceable back. I he mean, was a 1,000-yard running back on a playoff yeah, team for right. Miami a couple years later. Yeah, two years later, he rushes for over 200 yards uh, in a playoff game. And basically, you know, Dave Weinstead just rides him to a victory. But, um, but like, my point is, and the defense was talented. You know, the biggest issue was, number one, Ditka, and number two, quarterback play. And if Ditka had just had a quarterback that could have won, had a quicker release, and done things in spite of Ditka's incompetence, you know, we let's not act like we wouldn't have been excited. I mean, oh the fact God. that the 98 oh. season, route that oh the Saints my. were still after their win against Dallas, which was a blast. I mean, they won 22 okay. to, three. to three. They just totally shut out Emmitt Smith and the, and the Cowboys. Like they're six and seven, and I, I naive me, just you know the the fan in me as a teenager in high school, I was like, oh, totally. here we go. 
I, we're we're going to look. Can we, can we beat Atlanta? Sure we can. We can win at Arizona. And then all you got to do is somehow get by the Bills at home. You, we could be a playoff here's, team this year. What if the Saints were actually in the playoffs? I mean, if you had had a competent quarterback like Danny Werfel, the entire trajectory of the franchise yeah. changes. You don't. You probably you don't get Jim Haslett. And you know. And, and, yeah. and here's the thing. Like that team. As much as we knock them, like like you said, they were six and seven. They hosted Atlanta, who at the time was eleven and two, and. You would say, well, that game was a blowout because the Saints had Kerry Collins or, or, you know, Billy Joe Tolliver at that point because Kerry Collins actually got hurt in that game. You know, that game against an Atlanta team that went 14-2 and and went to the Super Bowl, that game was 20-17 to in the fourth quarter. So, right. like, right. imagine if you just had, you know, decent – like sad about it. Yeah, what's sad about – like, to your point, Ralph, and I'm sorry to cut you off hmm? – they scored two touchdowns in that game on defense. You know, yeah. it was Fred Weary and Mark Fields. Like <laughs> I know. any kind of competent play at quarterback, and you win that game. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you don't have to hear the annoying Falcons fans. I remember them leaving the oh, Dome, yelling 12 and 2. They're all doing the dirty bird. It's really annoying. Like it was that season in a lot of ways was just like nails on a chalkboard because you just want a quarterback play. And if Werfel could have been the guy, you know, piggybacking on being a Heisman winner and being, you know, a nice dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, Danny Werfel was a good guy. At least, you know, that, that was his image. I think based yeah. on all the different quarterbacks the Saints had had, he would have he would have been embraced as much as any player in the history of the franchise had he been able to win a little bit. And early in the season, that crazy-ass win against the Colts, the third game of the season in overtime where he just like, you know, threw up a fourth and long, and they just got lucky and, and won the game. I mean, it wasn't anything great he did, but like the next Sunday, he's he's on NFL Countdown doing you know one on ones with Chris Berman, and and Boomer's sitting there like, yeah, this guy, you know, how's it feel to be a starter again, and all this other stuff. And then the Saints went out, you know, and they here's a they, they didn't do much of. Here's a fun person that I have no memory of whatsoever which is and, and people who know listen to this podcast know my saints memory is better than my real life memory sean dawkins i don't even yeah. remember him at He's all he caught 53 man. passes for 850 yards in 1998 we'll get back to the show in just a second there is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag the sports world is slowly making its way back with the nba announcing its return in late july but right now ufc Boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and Bet Online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnlineAG on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Oh yeah, he did. You don't remember? <laughs> I think he came from. Uh, he came from the Colts. I vague yeah, like I'm think... starting to like vaguely remember him. He came from Indianapolis and ended up being like you know the 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 top target. Um, that year for yeah. for the Saints, like Daryl Hobbs was supposed to be the guy, nope. but ended up getting traded. Hastings was like okay. Never, 
Yeah, I think he, he didn't play all that much. I think they sent him to Seattle. So like it, it was it was Dawkins and Hastings and Cam Cleland like was this rookie that was doing stuff and Cam there was, was that was a weird team. I mean Keith Poole was was yeah. that his rookie year or his second yeah, year? Yeah, Keith Poole all he did was catch bombs. Right, man. Um, That's right. He would he could take a licking, dude, but that dude would get up twenty twenty four catches for five hundred. He averaged twenty one yards a catch, Keith Poole. But like but here's the thing, like what if Benny what if Danny Werfel was just pretty good, right? And the thing is, I'm not even gonna lie to you. If the Saints had gone nine and seven, we'd have built a statue for Ditka. If he'd have gone nine and seven, if he, if you just flip the Saints with Arizona, Arizona with Jake Plummer went nine and seven in ninety eight. They went to Dallas and and beat the last vestiges of the Cowboy dynasty with Troy Aikman and them. If you flip that around, and if that's the Saints with Werfel, we are building a statue of Ditka, and Werfel probably has his number up in the rafters. Now, what that does, like a butterfly effect, and changes everything going forward to the Saints. We can get into that now, but. It just would have been interesting. Like the like the thing is with Ditka Scott is Zaven Uralian was a really fun defensive coordinator. Like they ran the forty six defense. They did weird like Zaven Uralian ran the forty six defense that Ditka wanted, but he did weird stuff off of it too, with coverages and even more exotic blitzes. And it was fun. So like we, we think of Ditka as like this stone age coach and he kinda was on offense and he was terrible at drafting and free agency. But the X's and O's on, like, game day for the Saints, it wasn't awful. Like, it, it wasn't like they were overmatched on game day, strategy and coaching-wise. If the Saints if, if, if the Saints defense was as incompetent as its offense in the Ditka era, oh they, would have had an, they would have had an 0-16 season, well, the, like, well, undoubtedly. Well, Paul, I mean, they, Zimmerman, Paul Zimmerman in 1998 picked them to be the worst team at 1-15, and he was like, they're a disaster. Their defense in 97 will regress, and their offense is – I forgot what he put. He was like, they're going to be the worst team. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Paul Zimmerman, who really – you know, people don't realize it now where you have 9,000 different people on Twitter with blogs and making predictions. But, like, when Sports Illustrated, when that preview came out, that was an event in our lives, right? It was like – I got the Sports Illustrated NFL preview. I'm going to read this thing cover to cover. And when they tell you your favorite team is going to be the worst team in the league, like it hit you hard. Like today, you just think of these NFL and, oh, so-and-so made a prediction. Fuck them. I don't care. Right? But Sports Illustrated saying the Saints are going to go on 1-15, like it sent a shiver down your spine. He would – yeah, he, he looked like a, a – you know, I think he's passed away, but he, he looked is. like a comic book character. You know, didn't he? Had like he looked like Mister Clean, but like with the handlebar mustache. And yeah, kind of. He, he he would make his picks each week, and it was a like you said, it was a big deal. Um, you know, he would he covered the draft some, and he would he was just he was a guy. Yeah, he was a guy. He was a guy. He was on ESPN when they did the other draft, and I will say this to you. If you want to know about Saints history and you and you hear about Archie Manning and you're curious and, and people talk about him and you want to get a sense of what Archie had to deal with as a Saint, Google Archie Manning, Paul Zimmerman, too good for this place. And it's like a giant takeout article from Sports Illustrated in 1981. It's like 5,000 words. It's incredibly long. And it goes through Archie Manning's entire history with the Saints and it'll really give you a 
deep understanding of what Archie was up against. Because Paul Zimmerman, he was wrong about the 98 Saints, but he was probably maybe one of the great football writers of all time. So just to well, go get he, sideways. He was, Sorry, he I got sideways. Right about, he was right about the Saints offense. But, uh, <laughs> he but when you look at the defense, and you mentioned not remembering Sean Dawkins, I remember him, but like one guy that I've totally forgot about on defense was Chad Coda. Yeah, he spent one. He only spent one season. With they the did Saints, the Saints, and I, I had forgotten that Terry O'Neill did the uh, Terry O'Neill did the poison. That was back when the NFL teams could do the poison pills. He did the oh. po- they did the poison pill from Carolina and got him, but he hit all the incentives. So then he was a free agent again. But continue. Yeah, wait, wait. He was like second on the team in tackles that year. Like he was. You know, Mark Fields was, even though he wasn't a pro bowler that year, that was probably his best season as a yeah. pro. Uh, Sammy Knight was this this undrafted rookie who you were like, okay, he's going to be really good. Ridic- Joe Johnson was a beast. Your boy Wayne Martin was still on the team. Um, you know, Leroy Glover, who they got, you know, off of waivers. You, you didn't, we didn't know how good he was going to be yet because the defense wasn't suited for his skill set. But he like, had he, ten, play, he had 10 sacks, though. He got he had ten sacks that year. Holy shit! Yeah, he got so he got rolling the second half of the year. That dude. I mean, so there you go. I mean, you were you had really really good defensive players. And imagine a, if they a had solid defense. Imagine if, if they had not fucked up and let Winford Tubbs leave. Imagine if they had kept him. Holy like, shit! No, t- it, yep. I mean, Tubbs, Tubbs and Fields. You know, we talk about the Saints inability to draft a good linebacker for so many years. I mean, they had did it, but they let some of those guys yeah. go. Uh, so, you know, if you have a competent quarterback, if Werfel, like you said, isn't a superstar, but just adequate, you know, like above average, I think there is a love affair with the fan base and you never have Hazlitt, which means who knows, you, you know, you'll probably never get paid. I mean, the whole, nothing yeah. leads to what you have now, which, you know, the last 15 years have been a hell of a lot of fun. The last 15 seasons, oh, despite some heartache in there, I wouldn't trade that for the Dickey years ever. Um, but, but, uh, but the 98 season, man, if you were just pulling for the saints as hard as you or I were, the thought of having a decent quarterback, like were you like me, Ralph? Like when 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 they get when they get Kerry Collins, I'm like, okay, maybe he can do it. I mean, oh yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, or Danny Warfel, hey, three and zero, oh, maybe maybe oh. he can get better, maybe he can do it. You would talk yourself. Oh, complete into three and one. Three and zero. Oh, was like, I remember, I remember the Colt game where you know that was that was uh, that was Ditka's first. It was Peyton Manning's first year and. Uh-huh. The Saints were up 13 nothing. Peyton brings them back and it's 13-13 and you're like you're like uh what are the Saints? You know, they're losing the Hurricane George is bearing down on on New Orleans. They got people in the Superdome uh ready for this hurricane to wipe us out. And Werfel in overtime hits Cam Cleveland for a 33-yard touchdown. The Saints are 3-0. Werfel's walking off the field. Dick is hugging him. They interview Werfel. Werfel's like, this is for the people in New Orleans. This is, you know, this is to make you feel good. We're thinking of you. We're praying for you. Uh, everybody back at the hurricane. And you, I was like, fuck, yeah, it's going to work. Like, Ditka, Ditka's done it. Like, he's, he, like, Werfel's going to be good. Like, I don't care that his release is slow, whatever. Like, it's it's going to work. They're 3-0. and They were, they were 3-0. and <laughs> I think Mark Fields had two sacks in that game. Chad Coda yeah. had an interception. 
you know, uh, Lamar Smith rushed for like a buck fifty or yeah. maybe more than that. Like everything was cooking. It was this exciting win that no one outside the Indianapolis and New Orleans market saw. You know, yeah, but I mean, like, like forty eight thousand people at the at the the, but, the RCA. But the dome. thing is, it was it was it was something. Here's the thing, thing, like it. That's how you know you you could knock it now and say whatever. But like at the time when the Saints being three and zero, you were like, this is what Mike Ditka wants. He wants to run the ball. Lamar Smith, 157 yards, check. He wants his defense to beat the hell out of a quarterback, check. And he wants to win the game, grind it out, have the quarterback not screw it up and make a couple of plays, right? Check. So you were like, it's working. But, of course, Werfel, 12 of 27, he got sacked four times, you know? But I mean, like, So let me ask you let, let, let me ask you this, Ralph. If, if Werfel ended up being – adequate you know what happens in 99 like what happened because the 99 season was an absolute complete disaster i mean it was uh you you know you had the billy joe hobert billy joe tolliver danny werfel jake delome gets to start late in the season on christmas eve because the saints even when they suck could beat the cowboys but like it was an atrocious season if they had a decent quarterback from the start what's their record in 99 I mean, here's the here's the thing with it. let's say, in as we go down this, what if Dick, Mike Dicker was right about Werfel? They go nine and seven, and they win a playoff game. I don't think they draft Ricky Williams because here's nope. the thing: I think Lamar Smith, instead of you know he 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 played in fourteen games, he started nine. Instead of him, if the Saints would have gone nine and seven with Werfel, Lamar Smith would have had to have a thousand yards, right? They would have. They would have had, like, Werfel, like, in this what-if exercise, we're saying that he's, like, the 14th best quarterback in the NFL, and he's barely good. He's, like, competent, right? He's, like, he's like functional, you know? Um, so I think Lamar Smith has to have at least, what do you say, like, at least at least 1,000 yards. So then I don't think Ditka's all hot and bothered to get Ricky Williams because he's like, I just want a playoff game. I went to Dallas. If they go to Dallas and win a playoff game, Lamar Smith probably got to be awesome in that playoff game, right? So he's like, yeah, I got but, my running yeah. back. I went to I went to Dallas and he he ran the ball for 28 times for a buck 30 and two. I don't need a running back. I need something else. You're giving Mike Ditka way too much credit, dude. Like he would have totally <laughs> fucked it up. Maybe I am. He, he probably wouldn't have traded the draft for Ricky Williams, although he might have. But, you know, he, he he would have given away draft picks for low-hanging fruit. I mean, you know. No, no, I'm not saying – I'm not I'm not saying that Ditka wouldn't do something stupid. I'm saying yeah. he wouldn't do something stupid for Ricky Williams. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like even, even if he had had – uh, 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 if if Werfel was you know uh, 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 a slightly above average quarterback, and the Saints go nine and seven, and maybe they get their first playoff win, and they upset the Cowboys because they could always beat the Cowboys back then anyway, we would have been so euphoric and figured that Ditka was going to take him to the Super Bowl in '99. But we know deep down that he would have just screwed it all up. Not maybe not <laughs> enough to to you know you know, be seen gambling, you know, in a loss late in the season when his contract forbades it publicly and he's cursing everyone out and what's it to you and all that other shit. But he would have done something to completely screw it up. And we probably would have just been stuck with him 
for a few more extra years than we needed to be. And we would have been deprived of the 2000 Saints, which, yes. you know, I spent a week on them a few months ago and talked to a lot of the players and you and I have talked about it. And that's one of the most enjoyable seasons uh, in the history of the franchise by far. And Ditka, it would always annoy me that the national media <laughs> loved to give him credit for it. And it's like, you're giving him credit the wrong way. Like, he he put together a good defense. They they didn't, you know, Ricky Williams' contract was bad for Ricky. So they had all this salary cap space because he didn't sign any good players. Yes. But that was all just his fuck-ups. That's, that's where he deserves the credit. But the national media just loved Ditka. They loved to kick well, yeah. his ass all the like, time. He and that's all they did in 2000. They didn't. They would just... Oh, you should get credit for this. Fuck, he went three thirteen last year. They didn't spend any money because they didn't know how to operate in free agency. They didn't understand that, like, when you bring a free agent in, they don't leave the building. The Saints oh. would be like, "Oh, come and visit, and then go see other places and give us the offer." And we'll, no, no, you bring them in, and like, they wanted Kevin Mawe. He wanted to be a Saint, and Ditka like, "Well, meet me at seven a.m. before my tea time." Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, bring you wine and dine, Kevin Mawai. Like, the Saints didn't – they didn't understand free agency. So, like, not spending money was incompetence. It wasn't being smart, right? You know? It, wait, what, what, was, what was a good free agent signing, not undrafted, right? A good free agent signing in the Ditka era. Wally Williams is it. He's a guard. Yeah. They overpaid and, and, for and, they overpaid for him and he was okay. He was okay. You know? Ashley Ambrose, they got him on a one year deal in ninety nine. He was superb. He went to Atlanta and was really good. Um, but that's it. That's the only couple I can think of. That's it. That's it. You could you could argue Chad Coda. But like yeah. think of the think of these. Like for, Williams wasn't really impactful till We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. 
a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I think it was gone. And Andre Royal gave us jokes. You know, the other two, they were there for a year and then they're like, peace. I mean, like, so even if like in this alter in this alternate universe where Danny Werfel is may good. have been good, we would have enjoyed it for a year. But ultimately, even if Werfel was was slightly above average, as you put and not like a superstar, it, it totally it would have just I feel like we just would have had a lot more pain long term oh i think i think i think this podcast goes gets really dark because i'm telling you if, if werfel had been average i'm trying to think of like a, <laughs> a, i'm trying to think of a quarterback to compare him to not aaron brooks kyle because not, let's say let's say let's say kyle Orton. oh my god men start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past the Manscaped lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower too. Oh, one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. 
And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. You need to try this out yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. Your balls will thank you. That's a good That's a good comparison. Kyle Orton, that's a perfect comparison. Old Bears quarterback. If he was as good as Kyle Orton, 98 would have been fun. But I'm telling you, Ditka would have been the Saints coach till like 2002, 2003, maybe a little bit longer. And I'm telling you... You don't have Sean Payton. You don't have Reggie Bush. And when the Saints come back post-Katrina, it doesn't last. And I'm telling you, there's a very good chance the Saints are not in New Orleans. Like, the the high of 98 would have been great. But in, like, 2008, the Saints would have been moving to San Antonio, L.A., wherever. And the NFL would have been more agreeable to it because they'd be like, well, they, you know, they've been back for three years and now – they're awful, and they have thirty-one thousand people in the dome, and that the, the lease is up, and the, the the deal is bad, and Benson wants to move the team to San Antonio or wherever. So I think th- this butterfly effect we do, I think it does turn. I think you're probably right. It does turn really dark because Werfel's floor is like Kyle Orton. <laughs> it it it, it uh, you that I think that's that's like worst case scenario timeline but yeah. to dismiss it as 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 you know a viable butterfly effect i think would be foolish because it absolutely could have played out that way who knows who the next head coach would have been maybe yeah. maybe benson gets lucky and he knocks it out the park right um yeah. you know but haslett and euler don't lead to loomis and then loomis doesn't lead to peyton and all that other stuff like one thing led to another and we've had a nice run and i know it's only been one super bowl but boy it's been nice to have you know uh, well here's the thing kyle orton is a great comparison because if i plug in kyle orton 2008 for dan if danny werfel gives the saints 2900 yards 2972 yards 18 touchdowns, 12 picks, and he's 58.5% complete. They're not in seven. No doubt. And, think of, and that's, that's essentially like Orton, you know, whether it was in Chicago or when he was in Denver for a little yeah. while, his best seasons, he had a really, really good defense, you know, an adequate yeah. running game. It's not, like, it's not like he ever had this, you know, super elite running game. Um, and that's essentially what they did with Mike Ditka. Uh, Dicko yeah. would screw it up a lot and was impulsive and didn't understand free agency and was a dumbass. Yeah. But uh, but if Orton's there, if if Danny Werfel is Kyle Orton and and with his again with his personality and his you know he's a Heisman winner, so there was a little bit more of a national spotlight there. I think the national media would have followed Werfel a little bit more, right? Just because of the backstory and uh, the fact that he you know, was a, was one of the most successful college quarterbacks ever to that point. You would have been looking at a lot of coverage, but I just think the 99 season would have been bad. 
2000 would have been worse and and where it goes from there we don't know i'm looking at the 90 potential i'm looking at the 99 draft and i'm trying to see if the saints wouldn't have gone ricky williams i'm trying to pick the player that ditka would love that would have been an abject disaster i think troy williams troy edwards from louisiana tech would have been a possibility i think david boston problem child right from ohio state at wide receiver would have been another player that Ditka would have wanted, right? That could have been, that could have been a, could have been a, a bad, a bad choice. Uh, you know, Kevin Edwards. There was some, there were some good ones in there, but but he yeah. probably would have gone like, you know, Matt Stinchcom, John's brother, and Matt was a great college player, but he no, was, no, I've got, I've got the guy. Okay, I mean, he was okay. I've got the, the I've got the guy, because they would have, they would have been picking in the mid. 20s because they'd have won a playoff game, right? Andy Katzenmoyer. Like, he was... Oh, my bo- God, that's it. That's it. But be born to be a Ditka player. He probably trades up to, like, 15, gives up the gives up the 2,000 number one, and he's like, I got my Mike Singletary now. Andy Katzenmoyer. Like, that dude was born to be a Ditka Saints player. And the fact that he <laughs> suffered a neck injury in his first season with the Patriots... Under Ditka, he probably would have suffered it like in training camp. Yeah, mini camp. First, first mini camp. It, you know, it would have been like off the field. It would have been some hazing shit, and he like never would have played it down. <laughs> like that's what that's what would have happened. He'd have been uh, the dude. He'd have been the dude instead of Jeff Danish going through the plate flash glass window. It would have been Katzenmore. Absolutely, that would have happened. So <laughs> let's let's make sure we don't give Ditka credit for. Uh, no. Anything he doesn't deserve credit for. If we're going to do an an alternate universe where he might have got one thing right, let's just be real and know that he eventually would have just screwed. It would have been. It would have been. Ninety eight would have been magical, and then it would have just been. It would have just been sadness and disappointment, and would have been like, I can't believe they only won one playoff game with Danny Werfel. They did right, not. Do, they did not. They did not do his career right. <laughs> In '98, so the the best moment was when they just when this when we just kicked the shit out of the Cowboys. Oh, I mean, Dallas crazy. ran for eight yards in that game, eight total yards. It was incredible. Um, it was just it was it was it was unbelievable. I mean, I'll never forget yeah. it. There was a bomb in that game, Kerry Collins to to Hastings. There was a safety. There was all this great stuff. And Dallas, while we didn't, many of us didn't realize just how they really were at the tail end of their their dynastic run. They were, but at the moment they still had like that appeal. Oh, like, man, you're going to beat the shit out of the Cowboys. Like, really, this is great. So other than that moment, what, like what moment from that season do you remember in the most positive light where you the, like, the, you know the, 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 the Colt game, the pass to Cleveland, because it got them to three and oh, they had drafted Werfel. They had Cleveland, like, like all the Ditka draft picks were working out. Lamar Smith had run for a buck 57 like that was probably either what you said the Dallas game later in the year or the Colt game like that's the that's the peak of the of the Mike Ditka of the Mike Ditka era with the Saints or my personal favorite when he grabbed me when he grabbed his junk in 99 yeah. against the uh against the Titans <laughs> Oh shit. How many of these names do you remember remember Scott Schlutzker? Remember that tight end? Remember yeah. that name? Yeah. Remember uh uh well John Farquhar. I mean they just they love that dude. Oh, he was he was a trucker last week and now he's a saint. It's like that's not necessarily a good thing, guys. You know but you knew we were just 
Wilmot Perry, like we, I mean, Buddy D, like Wilmot Perry gets garbage time in the game against Dallas, fumbles late, and Buddy D got a good like hour long on the point after of just pointing out how that was a worry, and people were calling pissed off that he was like raining on the parade of the Saints win over <laughs> Dallas. I mean, Wilmot Perry got a lot of play. Like it was you knew not necessarily on the field, but like from the fans and what we talked about. I remember. Uh, when the Saints in in '99 they played Tennessee, and the Saints were two, the Saints were one and three, and Tennessee was four and one, and the Saints played like a flawless first half. They were up ten nothing. They're driving. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> they're driving to go up seventeen to nothing right before the half, but Ditka botches the clock so bad. Not only do the Saints not kick. They don't score to go up 17 to nothing. They don't even get to kick the field goal to go up 13 to nothing. And they got booed mercilessly walking off the field. And they were winning 10 to nothing. Ditka stops, grabs his balls, walking into the tunnel, and keeps on going. And I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, we're winning and we're not happy. The, the Ditka era is. It's fucking done. Like when you're when you're up ten nothing over a four and one team, and your home fans are booing you, throwing stuff at you as you walk in the tunnel at half, and you're winning, it's over with, Scott. <laughs> well, I like that you you know Slutsker had a touchdown in that game from Billy Joe Tolliver, and like you said, there were I mean Tennessee went to the that was their Super Bowl year. Yep, uh, where they came up a yard short. I mean, you're playing a good team, and yet it was like. That that was really when you because they started out one and zero, didn't they? You know, you, you beat Carolina. Yeah. It ended up being pretty bad that year, but there's some decent hope going into that season. But once you got to that game against Tennessee and blew it the way you did, I think Lorenzo Neal had like a, a touchdown that game. That is fucking stupid. Wake up. I mean, thank you, Jim. <laughs> like it was, it was that moment where like I think the Saints outgained the Saints somehow against a good defense in Tennessee, the Saints offense in that game had over 400 yards and held Tennessee to like under 300, but they turned it over four times. You know, they, they just, they found ways to lose. And, uh, and 99 was like that, like earlier, just what was it? One or two weeks earlier against San Francisco when like, they've got the Niners beat, which never happened. It's incomplete on fourth down. And uh, the Saints' safety, Chris Hewitt, I think was his name, just just decides to lower his helmet and just spike it into Steve Young's face. Well, 15-yard, automatic first. Saints losing overtime. And, and, and all the media did when stuff like that would happen was laugh it off, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's just Mike Ditka football. He likes to get physical. It's like, he fucking, they just lost the game. Like, I, yeah. what drove me nuts, I think, is how much the, the national media would just make excuses over and over. And it's like, we're just, we're terrible. And he's the biggest reason why. Yeah. It, like, like that's the thing. Like, Ditka, he, he was a dinosaur. And, like, they just weren't, they, they just weren't disciplined enough. They lost a lot of close games. And it just, it just drove you, it, it just drove you nuts. And the thing is, we wanted Ditka to succeed. People were pumped about like yep. like Ditka still had mystique in '97. You you look at him now and he's old and broken and all that. But like we wanted it to succeed. We were excited. Buddy D was excited because he literally would do a show with Mike Ditka at the Mississippi Casino, and he told Benson he's like hire 
Mike Ditka. And the thing is, Bill Kuharik, as bad as a GM that he was, he was smart enough to realize, I can save my job by hiring Ditka. It will sell tickets, and I'll just continue to be a general manager that doesn't spend any of Benson's money, and I'll keep my job. And it worked for him for three years. And the thing that's crazy about Benson is he loved Kuharik. Like he said – he he told this story to Buddy. He's like firing Ditka and everybody. He's like I didn't care. Like he's like they got. But he's like I really felt bad firing Q Herrick because Q Herrick, for all the losing he did, he made Benson a shit ton of money because he ran the books super tight by never spending any money. <laughs> and of course, Benson loved that. Um, the 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 '98 season, man. In a weird way, <laughs> I'm glad it played out the way it did because. While we went down a fun alternate universe for a little bit, the, uh, the the dark timeline, as you put it, where the team may no longer be in New Orleans, that's one that you know I, I don't like to think about for too long. No, depressed. and I I definitely uh, I definitely think the Saints call it blessed by God, providence, whatever. They were incredibly fortunate with everything that's gone on. Um, in a way, you know, I think they were fortunate in, you know, what was it, 2000 and two, I think they were really fortunate in 2004 that they finished up, they won their last four, and they were pretty much almost guaranteed a playoff spot, but weird stuff happened because they, they, we thought 2004 oh, yeah. were like the Saints are playing Carolina, the winner has got like an 85% chance of making the playoffs. And they went in there and they beat Carolina, and then weird stuff happened in the 3 o'clock game. And they didn't. They didn't get to go to the playoffs. Doug Bryan, fucking yeah. Doug Bryan missed the field goal for the Jets. If he yeah. hits it, like if he hits it, if he hits it, Scott, I'm convinced they go to Green Bay, and I think they win because that that team at the end of 2000, the Deuce was rolling. Michael uh, Lewis Beerman was rolling. I think they go and they win a playoff game. And if they win a playoff game in 2004. They wouldn't have fired Haslett in 2004. They'd have been like, well, you can't. It's Katrina. We just we, we, we went to the playoffs in 2004 and won a game. You can't fire Haslett over a Katrina season. That That's unfair. Where, as the way it played out, you were like, Jim Haslett's been mediocre for, you know, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005. He's been mediocre for five years. Katrina isn't an excuse we're cleaning. We're, we're everybody's getting out, up out of here. We're 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 hitting reset. I think that change. I think that's as big. I think that's as big a moment that the Saints have had. Maybe even bigger than not playing Jake Delhomme in two thousand two. Yeah, as we go down the great, what if hole. Great, no, no, no. But it's a great point. The alternate universe because though two, if Jake plays, then they're in the playoffs, and who knows what happens. You know, they're they're. they're because if he plays, they're probably still playing really well. I mean, but they lost yeah. the last three because Brooks, you know, didn't have a shoulder to throw on. And if you get in in 04, you win the last four games of that season. But you said it, Ralph. I mean, they we look freaking great. I mean, that 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 four game stretch, especially the last game against Carolina, where you went to Charlotte and just put it on them physically the way they did. They were playing as well as they'd ever played under Haslett. And if yeah. they get in. And, you know, because Minnesota, uh, you know, they beat the Saints that year. The Saints had beat St. Louis, you know, so it's this mm-hmm. three-way deal, and the Saints just end up being the odd team out. But, like, you're the sixth seed and you're at Green Bay. That's the 
I mean, Minnesota went there and won by two touchdowns. That's the Randy Moss moon game and yeah. Joe Buck. That is a disgusting act. I think you're right. I think you get that win at Green Bay. Then you lose at Philly the next week. But, like, the Katrina season and Haslidge's job is viewed completely differently than a guy that hadn't been to the playoffs since his first season because that was it. It's like, do you really want to bring him back or do you just need an entire clean slate? If you're, you know, winning your second playoff game in team history the year before Katrina happens, which has – you know, a legit built-in excuse as to why things didn't go right, then he's still the coach in 06. Sean Payton ends up going somewhere else. And, again, who knows what timeline we're on, but I doubt it has Drew Brees on it. <laughs> I know. I know. So it just it, – it, it, it all has kind of worked out that way. And I, I think, you know, 2002, if they played the loam, I mean, Tampa ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, but the Saints beat them twice. And for whatever reason – as mediocre and bad as Rick Venturi was as a defensive coordinator, that dude had Gruden's number. Like, they, he knew how to deal with all Gruden's motions and three wide receivers and shit. So, I'm not saying the Saints win the Super Bowl in 2002 if they played alone. I'm just saying the 2002 playoffs might have been chaos because you would have had the Saints and Tampa meeting up. We'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnlineAG on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. 100%. 100%. And then Atlanta doesn't get in as a wild card. Because I don't know that the Saints are even necessarily – like, the idea that the Saints had just won one more game they would have got in. I think if DeLome's a quarterback, they might win all three of those last games. Because yeah. they they were solid before that. They played three last-place teams the last between Minnesota, yeah. Cincinnati, and Carolina. They played three bad football teams. Uh, almost won some of those games. I mean, everyone remembers Call Pepper dropping the snap on the mm-hmm. two-point conversion, picking it up and rolling in. I was there. I was pissed. But like, if they if they they might win all three of those, and the whole playoffs are just shaken up. Tampa Bay, maybe they have that Super Bowl. Maybe they don't. Well, you I mean, know, look at it. The, the Saints had beat them twice. The if the Saints South team, but, if the Saints go twelve and four, they get the bye. And right. the, the Saints, you know, the Saints are playing. The Saints are maybe playing the Falcons or the Giants or Sam, you know, that that first play, you know, and then your 2002, you, then it becomes almost impossible to hot fire Hazlitt later too because then you're like, he went to the he won he won the he won the West in 2000, he won the South in 2002 and got a bye. Maybe he gets to the NFC Championship. Then it's another thing of you can't fire him after the Katrina year because you're like he's got two or three playoffs in him and you know maybe they switch it over to the moment and it, it's it's a butterfly effect it's every everything's everything's we don't have anything that we have now but we had we would have all these fun seasons in the past I, I guess so but like <laughs> Haslett Hasl, 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 Hasl wasn't like Dick I mean Haslett had his faults. 
but he also, you know, was competent at times. But Haslett let, like, talking to a lot of guys that played under him, they all liked him, but he was always looking for the next shiny toy, whereas Ditka just didn't know how to even the use problem, the toy. You the know prob- what I mean? Like, like Haslett would have... He he would have messed it up. He, I mean, the well, chemistry wouldn't have. I, everything plays out differently. Now you, you get you don't get the timeline you're on right now, but uh, but but Haslett long term it just it wouldn't have worked. It well, the thing the thing that doomed the thing that doomed Haslett was the Saints fired Randy Mueller and Jim Haslett. Even though Mickey Loomis became GM, Jim Haslett got all the personnel power because. Loomis at that time was a cap guy, and he's still the cap guy, right? And he's right. sort of – Sean Payton gets a lot of – you don't even know who has the say with the Saints, right? But we know, like, Sean Payton decides on the roster. Sean Payton decides on the draft picks and that sort of thing. Hazlitt got all that power, and he just wasn't very good at it. I think Hazlitt would have been different if Randy Mueller had – Hazlitt is a, was a coach. He needed a strong general manager – to tell him no on linebackers and different free agents and stuff. And that's something else on a what if too. No doubt. No doubt. Once he starts getting control of personnel in 02, it, uh, it just, it changes everything. And, <laughs> you know, even though he had a winning record in 02, man, if you go, if you go 12 and four, um, you know, he gets even more power moving forward. Oh, so, completely. Uh, I don't know, man. I, it's it's a it's a fun what if game. And, it is. Uh, Haslett, it's been, it's you know, been amazing. He's currently, I think he's what he's a Titans positional coach yeah. or something. I try like crazy to get him on uh, to share some stories from 2000, but didn't happen. I talked to a lot of players, but uh, Jim wanted to well, pass I'm, on it. I'm happy we did this podcast because we got to talk about Chad Coda and Sean Dawkins. And that's what oh, yeah, I love to yeah. do. Wilmot, Wilmot Perry, man. If you if you could rock a thirty three Wilmot Perry Saints jersey, would you do it? <laughs> I totally would. I'm gonna get after this after I record this and upload it. I'm gonna get on eBay and try to get myself a signed Wilmot Perry jersey. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. The final question for you, Ralph. If because you can't go like Sammy Knight or or because that's just easy and a lot of people have his jersey. See, you got to be thinking random. If you could have one jersey from the Saints 98 roster, who would it be? <laughs> Man, I got to I I mean, who maybe Tyrone Drakeford cuz he was just he was just a he was just a mess at corner, but he made but he made a he made some plays for the 98 team like he he made he had a touchdown that helped them win a game. Um, I don't think I'd go Billy Joe. You know who I would go? You know who I'd go? I should, I, I'd go Cam Cleland. I'd go 85. 85? See, Cleland, Cleland was good enough, you know, that, that folk, I, I might I might have to roll with the Ray Zellers, you know? <laughs> Eric Gulliford? Zellers jersey. I think, Eric, I think Gulliford, Zellers, Brett, I think that would be, you know. Brett Best. Gerard Carey, I got to give some consideration to. But uh, but I think I'd roll with the Ray Sellers. That's where I'd go with it. <laughs> I can get to Troy Davis, number 28 jersey. Oh, God. How bad was Troy Davis? He I was... might be the worst running back in Saints history. And I, was... and I don't mean that in a mean way. But I was so was pumped when they signed him. I mean, when they drafted him. Because he was a beast in college. But he, was, he, he made up for being small with being slow. And... He just – he was a 
classic Ditka guy, classic try-hard guy. <laughs> you could talk – why would we talk ourselves into it? Look what they did in college. I mean, like – I that could was, talk with – You could always do that with these Ditka guys, and they were just – I mean, if you didn't even – if if there was like – if a cleat fell off a defender, it would tackle Troy Davis. That guy, <laughs> that guy couldn't break any tackles. There was one game they wanted him to score a touchdown so bad. And they just gave it to him three straight times at the goal line. And I think he just, you know, he just kept moving backwards. 2.6 yards a carry. Hey, man. Hey, well, that's that's 2.6 more than you and I, I guess. Barely. I, <laughs> John Farquhar, like, I love the 98. I, 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 I love this idea. I gotta, I'm going to get, get on eBay and try to get a bunch of night saints 98 jerseys and I'm going to give and I'm going to give them to people who sign up for discord and I might just if people who sign up for the booze box Scott if I can get a bunch of these random 98 jerseys I'll just stuff it in the box and you'll get your yeah. booze bundle and you'll be like oh wow I got an Eric Gulliford jersey too congrats you Dude, prize. A, a, an ink Aliaga jersey I mean now we're talking I, I mean four Aliaga on the back Hey, an ink Aliaga jersey, the chance to get that is worth is worth ten dollars a month, people. You sign up. But guys, this has been a drunk drunk Saints history episode. Um this one is one of my favorites. It's been completely uh ridiculous. Scott, thanks for joining us, guys. Scott, fourteen twenty AM in Lafayette. He is so good. He does, he he is working so hard at the station. He's a he's a great. He does a great show, and that's why I have him on. He's an old friend of mine. But support him. Find him on Twitter. Listen to fourteen twenty. Uh, you can get it online if you're not in Lafayette area. You know how to do all that. Uh, Scott, tell the people how they can find you if they want to listen. Sure. I'm on Twitter at Scott underscore one four two zero. We got an app. We got a lot of stuff on demand. Plenty of uh, plenty of ways to find me there, but I appreciate it, man. I always have fun doing this, and I'm not even lying. There was a minute there I forgot we were recording. It's like because we sometimes we text and just start talking Saints, and we, <laughs> we just do. started going down that rabbit hole from one to the other. I forgot we were recording, so that's right. Saints Happy Hour podcast. Thanks for having me on. Man. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, so drunk British lady, take us out. Thanks to all of our Saints Happy Hour listeners whose donations made Drunk Saints history possible. Until next time, remember, surviving Saints history is hard. That's why God made alcohol.